Welcome to a new episode of Express Yourself. This is episode 13. I want to thank everybody for subscribing, for listening in, for supporting. It's only going to get better and better as we go along, as we get closer to NBA season too. Because when I started, we was at the end of NBA season, right? Uh, With my Lakers winning. So I will have my prediction next week and just going around the league and NBA. So next week's going to be a very big episode 14. But this is titled History Repeats Itself. And reason being, I always see things. Things happen like once every every season. NFL, NBA, hockey, baseball, whatever. Whatever you watch, something happens. History repeats itself. So that's why it's entitled that. But I I would like to just go off topic here because I want you guys to hear how 90 minutes of my life yesterday was spent. And I, um, I don't, I used to do a lot of fast food, um, but now, you know, it's, it's, it went down, you know, I don't eat as much fast food, but I am, uh, I was doing some Uber Eats yesterday and I had, I was in Canton, you know, for free Michigan people, you guys know Canton, I'm sure. Um, but, um, now I went to White Castle, I put it on Facebook too. I uh, went to White Castle uh, for order, and this White Castle takes forever. You know, I've been there before, and it took a while. You know, it's like they go, you go to the speaker, they say, oh, you know what, wait a minute, I'll be right with you. And then they make the person's food in front of me, or whoever's at window two, and then they make give them their food, and then they come back. But... I was there for 40 minutes. I only had about four cars ahead of me. So it was like one car took 10 minutes. Now, I got an inside scoop. Uh, Somebody said their brother works there. And they told me that everybody that goes there gets a Crave case. and And I believed it right there because I had a lady in front of me. She got a Crave case. She had something else. She had something else. And you talk about a lot of burgers they got to make. So... You know, White Castle, you know, I, I understand that White Castle now that I was told that, you know, because I'm like, what is really taking so long? And I guess, you know, everybody comes there to get a Crave case. And, you know, you got to make hundreds of burgers, you know, just so you can supply that to every every customer that wants a Crave case. And people are behind me. They're in line. They're waiting. Now, me personally... If I went to White Castle, I'm not going to that one. I would go to another one, and I'm trying to wait on the inside scoop right now to which one will you get it fast because White Castle sounds very good today if I choose to eat there for lunch because I just want the chicken ring sliders. I never had the chicken ring sliders, but it just always sounds so good, and I just always usually get chicken rings, and I usually would get sliders too because you got to gotta get the slider from there, even you know regular cheeseburger, whatever you want to do. You, you know, you just have to, you know, that's just, that's just law. They had a smoothie there. I almost got it. But you know what? I said, nah, I'll be all right. And I probably should have went to White Castle anyway after that when I was headed back towards uh, an area of where I live. Because um, I do not live in Canton. I am about 20 minutes from Canton. But, you know, 
not there. So I ended up going to McDonald's, you guys. I went to McDonald's. I was there for 15, 20 minutes just getting me some food. Now, I'm, I'm not a guy that's going to get burgers from McDonald's because I just don't trust. I don't trust McDonald's and their burgers. Now, I love their breakfast sandwiches. They're very good. I always get them a griddle, find some way, get them a griddle, boom, boom, boom. So I end up just, I, I just say, okay, keep us safe, get nuggets. You know, I feel like it's safe. Now, some McDonald's don't give the best nuggets in the world. Uh, but, you know, I do trust for the most part to get that. Sometimes I go to Five Guys for lunch. Usually Five Guys is my destination or, you know, I just uh, go to Speedway, get a little something. Cause they always got, you know, something there. Uh, usually cheeseburger I just grab from there. Not the best, but, you know, hey, I say why not. So today, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to eat somewhere. Don't know where. It just depends on where I'm at, like I say. Uh, but I just wanted to start off there just to let you guys know, if you ever go to White Castle, don't go to one in Canton unless you got the patience. Now, they're probably good because that's the only thing I can think of. And by the way, uh, for you Uber E drivers out there, if you got to wait a long time, you do get paid for the time spent at a restaurant. They will pay you for that. So let, do not forget that. And I got to remember that. I got to have my patience because if I'm at a restaurant for a long time, you know, I I just got to realize that, okay, I'm going to get paid for the time that I'm there for this long waiting on some food. So just keep that in mind. But today's show, big NFL day uh, in the picks. That's all I'm doing today, NFL picks, because next week, it's going to be the biggest day when it comes to NFL and NBA. Get you going. And then I will go with what else is going on around the sports world. Because there's interesting stats and all of this going around. You know, really, it's really tough to get into the college when a lot of games are canceled, postponed because of COVID. So we're, we're just hoping that we get a March Madness, which I'm sure we will. I think they're going to figure out a way to do this because, you know, we got three months. We got three months, really, to 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 decide how this March Madness is going to go. We're going to get ready for some conference games going on uh, all around college basketball world. And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. All right, so big uh, week 14 in the NFL. There's three weeks left, you guys. Three weeks left, and then we get playoffs. I, I already can't wait. It's great. I got highlights galore going on here uh, in the studio just from Sunday's action. Um, but, of course, I, I, I'm just trying to figure out here. I'm going to say, of course. Uh, the reason why this title, History Repeats Itself, because every year in the NFL, there's one week where kickers just can't do anything. Like, I'm I'm sitting here, and, and it's, it's, it's perfect timing of what highlight came on because I just got just, Highlights just going. What highlight came on here, the Vikings and the Bucks. I remember on Sunday I said, okay, Dan Bailey's just missing every field goal. He's missing extra points. Like, are you kidding me? Like, do I feel like the Vikings win the game? You know, um, sure, I do. I'm just not selling this Bucks team, but I'm, I'm not starting there. But kickers really, and, and my mama texted me too, said, what's up with this guy? I, I don't know. And this was before the Lions game. I said, well, he, she said, well, my prayer better not be like that. And I was like, please, God, no. I don't want to hear fans like, oh, my gosh, this is how the Lions lose. 
Happy they lost. Not happy Stafford got hurt, but this could be his last time in the Lions uniform. I get to that too. Um, it could be his last game uh, that he just played, and we'll go from there. But how about the game last night? Big time, big time game. I mean, Ravens, Browns, I knew it was going to be a good game. I didn't think it was going to be this good of a game. And it seems like it's, there's always a Monday night game that's presented to be very good. Uh, like that. Like we see Chiefs, Rams. That's why I want I want to see that in the Super Bowl, but I'm still sticking with Steelers and Rams in the Super Bowl. I get Steelers in a minute. But what I'm trying to figure out, how in the world the Ravens covered? Like, okay, I'm like, well, they're minus three. I picked a minus three. I still won the bet because I do round robins. I don't do parlays because of situations like that. So I do round robin just in case I get one wrong. I still win some money. And I know most of you guys that listens in is familiar with round robin when it comes to just really pretty much round robin. I mean, it ain't just sports. You can do a round robin bet. Uh, there's other round robin bets around in the in the gambling world. But, you know, honestly, I was like, okay, well, this game's over. Then they're doing laterals, and I'm like, okay, can I just tackle them? Can I just get this out the way? Do, do, do. And next thing you know, next thing you know, they win. They cover. And I said, well, I'll be. I win. <laughs> I'll be. But anyway, this game was, was epic. I, I loved what I saw. Um, you know, I loved what I saw from both teams. You know, uh, as far as offensively, you know, defensively, I have a problem with uh, um, with uh, the Ravens' defense. I don't know what happened there. I, I don't understand where this tight, this tough defense, where it went. I mean, is it just like the Browns' offense is just that good? I mean, why not? I mean, can I say that they might have been that good? Uh I, I I don't know, but this is this is the Ravens team. They can run the ball. This is what they're known for. This is how they win games. Now, what I saw on that game-winning drive, Lamar Jackson was throwing the ball. He said, "Okay, you know what? I'm going to throw this ball." I'm sure Harbaugh was like, "Okay, look, we're we're going to throw the ball. We're going to get downfield easily throwing the ball." Lamar Jackson showed that. Now I don't know if anybody is saying that on the sports shows today. You know, I didn't watch Undisputed, didn't watch First Take. I know First Take probably talking about it right now. I don't have either on at the moment. So, I'm just trying to figure out here, what exactly is this Ravens and Browns team? Like, I'm, I, I think the Ravens would be very good if they make the playoffs. I really do feel that way. So, because I really believe in Lamar. I don't know how the Browns would be. I said I got to see these next four, these last four games of the Browns. Now, they're going to be in New York for a couple of weeks. Well, at least, you know, to play their games. I mean, they're going to travel back to Cleveland, of course, to practice and all that. But I just want to see how he plays in cold weather. 
Now, I know it was cold in Cleveland, cold, cold here. And he played great. I loved what I saw from him. Right now, the Ravens still would not be in the playoffs, even though they're 8-5 and five with the Dolphins. So, the Browns having that, that playoff, you know, game against the Titans, that's going to be the toughest game for me to choose. This this race is going to be so close to me in the AFC. Like, still, you better get your act right. That was a big loss, too. We'll get to that, too. But for the Ravens, can they make the playoffs? Eight and five. The Browns got to win games. They did just lose that game to, to the Browns. But, I mean, the Ravens, they got a very easy schedule. The Giants would be the hardest game they got remaining. They're going to run all over the Jacksonville Jags on Sunday. And they got Giants again. I mean, they got Giants the next Sunday. And then they got the Bengals the following Sunday. So, I mean, these games are important. Now, you look at Cleveland. What will Cleveland be able to do? Because they have a big game against the Giants. Like, this is a big game. Like, Giants got two big games. And, I, and I'm telling people, if the Giants win those two games, they deserve to win that division. But then the Browns got the Steelers. The last game. And that could even be a huge game for them. Steelers are already in the playoffs. They're good to go because they won a division. The division is theirs. So, well, I don't want to say division is theirs because it's kind of not yet. But they are in the playoffs. Pittsburgh at least made the playoffs. So, it, it could be where the games matter because they still got a game against the Colts. Now, they got the Bengals on Monday night, which I don't think any of us will watch. I mean, I will watch, of course, because, I mean, I, I want to see what happens. Uh, and then they got the Colts on that Sunday. So they, they got to go right into practice right after Monday night game and get ready to go. Ready to go. And uh, then uh, they got the Browns. So these are important games very important and uh and for the Dolphins sake let's see they got Patriots big game Raiders we don't know what Raiders team it could come down to that Bills game because that that division is not all said and done yet where on the Bills side say they lose to the Broncos on Saturday this upcoming Saturday and then they got the Patriots and it somehow loses that game then it comes down to the Dolphins and Bills game. Winner goes to the, um, I mean, wins uh, the division. And they also have the home playoff game. I don't know how important it is for either team. I think it's more important for Buffalo. They got to keep it up. Good thing they did beat Pittsburgh. Or this would be an even tighter race uh, in the AFC. Now, when I when I looked at the Browns, they were able to run, they were able to pass the ball. That granted, they got it one out of four. I just need three out of four good games. I don't need two out of four because now I want to see how you play against the Giants. That's huge. See how you play against the Giants. I mean, I don't think the Giants are a good team, but they have a very good defense. I want to see how you do in that cold weather in New York. Gets colder and colder, and then you're gonna get into a colder, colder game against the Jets, and you don't want to be that team to lose to the Jets. That's why I think the Patriots probably be the one team that could lose to the Jets on the last game of the season. That's why I said it. So, 
you know, I, I, I've watched the Steelers and Bills as well. And I am still not concerned about the Steelers. They did lose two straight games, right? So we talked about them losing to the football team last week. And now they've lost to the Bills. Their losses, for people to say the Bills destroyed them, I don't know. They didn't destroy them. I mean, the Steelers look sloppy. They, I don't know why. I don't know why. Um, people say there's a blowout. It wasn't. I mean, they looked bad. Couldn't run the ball. James Conner lo- well, didn't lose the fumble, but he did fumble. And this team just can't hold on to passes. I'm not understanding why they drop everything. Like, did Eric Ebron teach them how to drop passes or something they got there? But this offense, they could do so good if they just catch the ball. You know, these short throws, you know it's coming. Like, he's getting rid of the ball, Ben Roethlisberger is. Got sacked once. He did throw two interceptions. Only one was tipped, if I can remember correctly. Uh, but you know, Josh Allen having Stephon Diggs is huge. If he if he loses Stephon Diggs to anything, like you know how playoffs get here, and you always lose that star after such a great regular season. It looks like nothing could happen. Then the playoffs get here, you lose him. I'm not sold on. They, they don't run the ball enough for me. Uh, they throw the ball more, which is it's not bad because you got Stephon Diggs. You give him the ball, he's going to give him the ball. He's an he's a easy 100-yard receiver every week. Um, but I'm still not sold on the Bills. I just can't forget what Josh Allen does in the playoffs. I just can't. I can't have amnesia to that. And, and that's where that's where I lose focus on Buffalo. Because of that. Now, people are probably going to ask me, what's up with the Steelers? Steelers, like I said, they can't catch a freaking ball. This is so... This is so frustrating to me. Like, catch a ball. I just don't think it's that hard. I don't think it's that hard to catch a football. Like, I mean, somebody tell me something. Is it that hard to catch a football? Because, I mean, I don't... I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I got some stats about these night games here. Um, starting with the Monday night game. Uh, this was the highest scoring game of the season and third highest in Monday night football history. Most points in the final two minutes, which was 20, since the 2013 game of Ravens-Vikings. First game to end on safety since 2016. First game in NFL history with a 47-42 final score. That's that's huge. I mean, this was a high-scoring game. You know, did I? I didn't even look at the over. I just knew Ravens would win the game. I picked them to cover, and it was just spot-on great game here. 89 combined points, like I said, was the most. And then you got the nine combined rushing touchdowns in the Monday Night Football game tied for the most in single-game NFL history. The previous two was in 1922. History repeats itself, you guys. It's almost been 100 years since that happened. And our great-grandchildren are going to see that that ain't happened till, since 2020. Because I don't know when it's going to happen again. 
And then Lamar Jackson, eight career 100-yard rushing games, second most by quarterback in NFL history. Of course, we already know who number one is. That's Michael Vick. And Lamar Jackson, the fourth quarterback to rush for over 100 yards in a Monday Night Football game. Russell Wilson, McNabb, and Grogan has all done it on Monday Night Football um, as well. Nick Chubb's second career game with two rush touchdowns against the Ravens. No other Browns player has scored two rush touchdowns in the game against the Ravens. We know the Browns are special when they run the ball. And if they can run the ball and pass the ball, Browns could be that team that, ooh, this could be tough. Very tough. And how about Lamar Jackson? He has 10 rush touchdowns on zone reads since 2018. Well, that was his rookie campaign most by any player in the NFL in that span. His 17 rush touchdowns are the second most among quarterbacks in that span. Of course, we know Josh Allen has 23. And the Browns, you know, come again. They were looking for their second 10-win season since turning the NFL in 99. That came in 2007. They finished 10-6. They missed the playoffs. Um, so they still have some work to do because they could miss the playoffs again. They have a minus 15-point differential this season, the worst by any team with at least nine wins through 12 games in NFL history. That's why we have to pump our brakes on the Browns. And I, and I look at this. and But looking at the eye test, seeing what I see, it, it's, it's so, 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 so tight here on just... It's so close. I, I want the Browns to make the playoffs. I want to see what they do. Um, and just being a Lions fan, you're probably like, ooh, don't make the playoffs, da 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 But their future is still bright. They have their quarterback. I was asked uh, on Facebook, do I think Baker Mayfield is a, um, is a franchise quarterback? And I said, yes, he is. People were so quick to give up on him last year. I said, no, next year has to be his year to prove something because everybody hyped this Browns team up because they got all them acquisitions. Same as the Clippers. Everybody hyped the Clippers up. Now, look, now I ain't saying either going to win a championship, but they're going to do so much better from what we've seen of late. Lamar Jackson's one in four and five games versus winning teams since 2019 postseason. 35 total QBR, five pass sessions, five INTs. INTs. But he was 6-1 versus winning teams during the 2019 regular season with an NFL best 81 total QBR, having 14 pass sessions and one INT. Um, so since last year in the playoffs, we have seen him digress. But he has been so much better. Coming back, I, st- I think he gets better every year. Uh, so, there we go. Steelers and Bills stats. Steelers rushed for at least 100 yards in each of their first five games in the season. They were ranked ninth in the NFL in rush yards per game. Since week seven, they have rushed for 100 yards just once in eight games. They ranked last in the NFL in rush yards per game since week seven. And that's going to be an issue, too. You can't run a ball. That's a problem. Now, I feel like. They did miss James Conner in a couple of games, few games, whatever. But I think they can run. They can at least run the ball. James Conner probably get it going. And if they can, this team will be tough to beat because now you're just relying on them throwing the ball. They want to run the ball so bad. So let's get it. Um, With the Bills winning, the Patriots' streak of division titles 
have ended at 11 straight. Only the Braves had a longer division title streak. Oh, I was at 14. So, you know, I don't have a stat with who has it right now, but this is from the NFL, hockey, MLB, and the NBA history. Of course, you're for major pro sports. Stephon Diggs, the second player in Bills history at 100 receptions in a season. He's joined Eric Modes in 20, I mean, 2002, who, all, who had 100, exactly. And the Steelers has recorded a sack in 70 consecutive games. I know you guys seen that. Now, uh, that, that broke the tie. Uh, Alu Alu was credited for the sack, his first since week two. The next active streak is 26, which is by the Eagles. And I think they can catch up to it, too, because I do like that front. Speaking of the Eagles, how about Jalen Hurts being the fifth Eagles quarterback to rush for 100 yards in the Super Bowl era? The five quarterbacks with 100 rushing yards, the five quarterbacks with 100-yard rushing games are most in the Super Bowl era. No other franchise has had more than two quarterbacks rush for 100 yards in a game. So... That we want, I want to talk about this Eagles thing because I still think Carson Wentz should be the quarterback. Not Jalen Hurts looked good, you know, but he's not. I don't want to say he's not a quarterback. He can throw. He can throw a football. He knows how to play the game, and I mean he just moves better than Carson Wentz. That's all that is. So you got to figure out a way. And then Miles Sanders having that big run pretty much did not, you know, did pretty much help. Um. The rushing attack, because they were on Miles Sanders. And uh, for a Saints team that doesn't allow 100-yard rushers, they did, and they allowed that big run by Sanders. One for that big run, nobody goes over 100. Maybe just Jalen Hurts doing that. But, I mean, it's not like he torched that defense. It's nothing like that. You know, it's one of those, okay, he ran the ball, he did that. Let's focus on Mahomes now. We don't have to worry about Mahomes running for 100 yards, even though he is capable of running the uh, running the ball. But let's focus on this now. So it's not like the Eagles are going to win that division. I mean, they have a chance. I'm not going to say that they're going to. I'm not. You know, I think I think they would be foolish enough to let Carson Wentz walk. And you don't have any weapons for Jalen Hurts. Like, you're going to have Jalen Hurts start, and you still don't have an offensive line, and you don't have the receivers. Like, I'm sorry. You, you just don't. And I feel like if Carson Wentz goes elsewhere, uh, like to one of these teams that with, with, with an old quarterback, like Tom Brady, like Drew Brees, uh, like, um, uh, like Phillip Rivers on the Colts, this guy's Carson Wentz goes to any of those teams, especially the Colts, who has a very good offensive line. They probably win the division every year he's there. Like I'm that confident in that. Uh, when you have a Frank Wright, the offensive mind like that, I'm very confident in that. Or you know, you go to the Saints, you know, because I mean, hey, he could be like, okay, I'll back up Drew Brees next year uh, for the Saints and uh, give us a chance. You know, you don't have to worry about having Taysom Hill. I'm not going to disrespect Taysom Hill, but uh, he ain't Drew Brees, no, and he ain't a guy I'm scared of to throw the ball. Now, he can run the ball. 
He got a little athletic ability. I give him that. But he ain't throwing. He ain't throwing no ball. I I I'm not worried about him throwing the ball. Now he can get some good throws, and of course he's gonna hit an open receiver. That's good that he'd be able to hit an open receiver when he open. But he ain't no Drew Brees. I'm trying, still trying to figure out why Jameis not in the game. I know he's turnover prone, but golly, you got a defense like that, and you got a guy who wants to throw the ball. Yeah. The Washington football team has more defensive touchdowns than they did in their first 12 games combined. They did well. That defense is so stacked. I knew it coming in. Defense is going to be something to watch. Uh, just need Dwayne Haskins to do his thing. But, you know, the, the problem with the Washington football team is they don't know what quarterback they want to use. And that is a problem to me. You've got to know what quarterback you want. Because I know Alex Smith, yeah, it's a great story, but you're going to need Dwayne Haskins out there because I think he can really be a good quarterback. You put him out there, you know, he gets Terry McLaurin the ball, I think, a little better, you know. And, and when you have a defense like this, that's good enough for Dwayne Haskins. That's that's all my boy was telling. He said that. And he's 100% right. You know, definitely... You definitely have to consider Washington football team win this division. Though he he thinks the Giants will win it. I don't think the Giants are good enough. I don't like the quarterbacks. Dan, Danny Dimes is, is done. I, he should just sit out and just wait till next year. You get ready. You know, Giants. Okay, try to compete next year. Show me that you're a good team because I'm hearing it and they're not. That's why I like Washington football team. Alvin Kamara. Uh, third quarter touchdown was the 52nd of his career. Uh, he passed Jimmy Graham for sole possession of fifth most in Saints history with four more touchdowns this season. Kamara moving to second uh, behind just Marquise Colston. The great undrafted Marquise Colston. Um, Justin Herbert has thrown 13 pass touchdowns on third down this season, extending his lead for most in the NFL. Tom Brady is second with 11. I don't know if you guys knew that, that he – had 11 pass touchdowns on third down. Since 2018, the only quarterbacks with more in a single season are Derek Carr, who had 14, so is Russell, and Russell Wilson, who had 16 in 2018. So, you know, Justin Herbert, he does a great job third down. I was watching the game when they played the Falcons, and I was like, okay, it's third and long. Let's see what happens. And he, he happens to find a, a wide receiver open for a touchdown. And I love Justin Herbert now. You know, I didn't like him in college. And I said, okay, show me something. The, my Chargers seen something in Justin Herbert that I didn't see. And he's shown me. I've had a, I've had a guy. I did Uber rides. I had a guy. He said he loves the Chargers too. He said, look, I think Justin Herbert's going to be real special. Very special. And I said, you do, huh? And I want to believe it. I'm, I said, I'm going to wait. I want to wait and see. Now, he gave me a bold prediction. I cannot remember what he said. I am probably going to spend this whole week trying to remember what he said. Because he was out in Pontiac. I was out in Pontiac, Michigan. And he, he gave me this. And I just wish I could remember what he said. I, I probably said he was going to win Rookie of the Year. Or I think he said he'd be better than Joe Burrow and Tua. I think that's what he said. Now, he's looking like he's right so far. 
But the Chargers, my Chargers are an offensive line and and uh, running back away. Like Austin Eckler is pretty cool, but you need that running back that's uh, that's gonna be real good. I'm be looking, be looking for some running backs. We get to our NFL draft talk when when we get towards the, you know. April mark, I, I always be looking at mock drafts. Uh, when I see the, the first for real mock draft, which will probably be after the college football playoff, then okay. Okay. Patrick Mahomes, he has uh, 2,309 pass yards the last six games. That is the most any six game spin in NFL history. The, the previous record was Drew Brees uh, in the 2012 2013 season with 2,276. Uh, but I do want to talk about that Chiefs game real quick. Um, th- this is where I have a concern for the Chiefs. You know, everybody is going to throw a parade on the Chiefs, you know. And-, and this is where history could repeat itself. That's why this is the title of this episode. You looked at last year in the playoffs. And, and, and I'm, I guess it's a little backwards. Because remember, they were down. And then they came back. Now, this has happened sometimes this year. Where they were down, they had to come back. You know, things like that. You know, they, they had some issues. Against the Chargers. Against my Chargers week two. Um, Vegas. You know, little like Broncos is going to make it a game. But they go up now. And... They just, they get too comfortable. And that, that what scares me. Now, they're able to pull away late. But that's not going to always happen. Like, you get that field goal. Who, who knows what happens if he misses? Who knows what happens or whatever? This team isn't invincible. And no team is. Are they a solid team? Do they have what you need to win another Super Bowl? Yes. They do, but they have to execute, and that's pretty much any team. But I didn't, I didn't like that interception in Xavier Howard. That was a terrible throw. You testing Xavier Howard who gets an interception every game this year. I mean, seriously, we have to do better. You have to really consider: could the Chiefs lose before the Super Bowl? I feel like if they get to the Super Bowl, they could probably win it again. But could they lose beforehand? Like, they're either going to go against the Bills or the Steelers. Like, I can see that. And it's like, I don't trust the Bills. And people don't trust the Steelers. But I think the Steelers still is good enough to beat this team. Like, people are like, I don't believe in the Steelers. I'm sorry. You got Mike Tomlin as a coach. He's already won a Super Bowl. I believe in him. You can't, I can't put my trust in, in the Bills until they do something. Until Josh Allen don't make stupid mistakes, silly mistakes. He can't make silly mistakes in the playoffs. You can't do that. You, you, I think the Bills, you're, you're lucky enough, first off, you got to find Diggs. And I, I'm sure he's going to stay healthy because you're going to need him too. Because if he don't, if he misses a game, anything. Their season's about done if that happens. 
because that's the number one guy. Now, unless Cole Beasley just goes and has that game he had a couple of weeks ago, then okay. Not sold on them. They don't run the ball enough, Bills. And as far as the Chiefs, would a defense step up? I hope so. I hope they don't get called for stupid penalties. I just, I just hope not. Like, Patrick Holmes, you took a very terrible sack. You can't do that against the Steelers. That, that's what I mean. Like, Steelers' defense is still pretty solid. You can't be throwing nothing in the air like that. You're going to have to hope Kill just beats everybody. That's your pretty much. You can't throw nothing retarded because the Steelers are going to do things like that. You know, it's very hard to go to another Super Bowl. And Mahomes, you have, you have to do this. You have to do it. It's not that easy. You know, especially for offensive teams. It's never been that easy to go back to back. Because the Patriots, they were defense. And you had this epic quarterback. That's why it's like, okay, can Kansas City really go back to the Super Bowl? Can they really do it? They have it. We're living for the moment. Let's pay attention to this real quick. Because history repeats itself. You get that team, hot offensive team, the next thing you know, they can't go back. You got the Falcons, who was hot that year, went to the Super Bowl, haven't gone back since. The Eagles, the hot team, you've seen that. I mean, this is where history can repeat itself. Like, we're all prisoners of the moment. This won't be the year of the favorite anymore. The Chiefs were the favorite. This was the year of the favorite. But by the time Super Bowl, that's 2021. It's not your favorite. 2020 is your favorite. Why do you think Biden won the presidential election? He was the favorite. The year of the underdog, like I said. If you go back to one of my episodes, I think it was the Go Biden, Go Biden, Go episode, the election episode. And I said, when Trump won it, that was the year of the underdog. And I listened to you, all all, all the underdogs that won that year. Including Nova. I expressed that to you. But now, now, things are going to change where, ooh, could it happen? Could it happen? I don't know. Do, do, do. And don't let Bama win because then, oh, some, somehow, Tampa Bay is going to win. If Bama wins, Tampa Bay, or Bama wins and Brown wins, whatever. You don't know. Anyway, I'm also not sold on the Dolphins. I'm not. Defense is spot on great, but I've seen this. They were down. Tua got lucky with that touchdown to Kaseki. I don't know how in the world Thornhill missed that interception. But anywho, let's move on to more stats that I've gotten. Um, Chase Young got his first career touchdowns. We mentioned 47-yard fumble return. Only the second fumble return touchdown Washington football team has gotten in the last five seasons. And Chase Young is the first Washington rookie to score a defensive touchdown since David Amerson in 2013. How about that? Uh, Jamal Adams, eight and a half sacks this season, the most in the single season by defensive back since sacks became official in 82. They sent him a lot. And how about Devontae Adams? Like I said, he was going to score a touchdown against the Lions. That's big money. Eighth straight game with a receiving touchdown. Breaks the tie with Hall of Famer Don Hudson for the longest in franchise history. Also, the 56-yard receiving touchdown was second longest of his career. He had 66 against Seahawks in 2016. And uh, Adams ties uh, the third longest single season streak in Super Bowl era with touchdowns 
uh, only two players for each nine straight in that span. That's uh, Jerry Rice, uh, who had 12, and A.J. Green with nine. So he could possibly tie Jerry Rice before the playoffs start. And we talked about Dan Bailey. He went 0 for 3 on field goals and 0 for 1. Uh, 0 for 1 on extra points today. Last player with at least three missed field goals and missed extra point without a make of either since 61, John Avini. And Bailey entered today ranked 6 in all-time field goal percentage. 87%. And how about the Vikings losing their second game this season with at least 39 minutes of possession. No other team in the league has a single such loss on the year, which is crazy. They should be above 500. Dan Bailey, you ruined it. You're fired. Derrick Henry, four career games, 200 rushing yards, and two rushing touchdowns. Breaks the tie with uh, Hall of Famers Jim Brown, Barry Sanders, and LT for the most NFL history. Derrick Henry's a beast among boys, isn't he? Isn't he? And Tyreek Hill, 16 touchdowns a tie for the third most by a wide receiver through 13 games. Only Randy Moss and Jay Rice had more through 13 games. Moss, 19, and Jay Rice had 18. And let me see if I can get any other. Uh, Byron Jones got his first interception since 2017. And... For Patrick Mahomes, that was that was his first interception of the season, throwing under no duress. I know that that wasn't his fault, but that's it. It was also the first interception in Mahomes' career, targeting a screen pass. Uh, he had second most screen passes without an interception since 2017, which is behind Aaron Rodgers. Um, yeah, and of course, um. We did get that uh, Kyler Murray totaled 61 rushing yards during the Cardinals' three-game losing streak, keeping five times three yards. These are all stats before games have started. Uh, so, yeah, that, that was that. And um, we, we will get through some more stats. But I just want to go around the league real quick because I got stats for, from college as well that I love to look at. I, I love this stats page on Twitter. I've been following them for a long time, a long, long time, and I've enjoyed every moment of it. Uh, but going around the league real quick, um, we did uh, talk about Patriots and Rams. I told you guys, take the Rams. That was the Thursday night game. That game, um, that showed me that the Rams deserve to get some respect. And people are try- are starting to go with the direction I was saying, the Rams Super Bowl in the NFC, and I've said this maybe four episodes ago. Go back, go listen. I said it first. I want all of the credit. I don't want them to get none of that credit that I'm presenting to you. And then Green Bay, Detroit, I'm happy. I'm happy Detroit lost. Um, Stafford wasn't available for the comeback. I'm sure if he was available, they would have found a way to win uh, because that's what they do. They want to win these games. Blase, blase, boo, boo, boo. But Green Bay, number one seed, I believe, now in the NFC. Yes, it is true. Excuse me. But I still think Saints. I think Saints-Rams. I don't want to see Saints-Rams in the second round. Because then I'm going to say, okay, that winner is going to make it. I don't know if I trust Green Bay, especially to have a bye. Oh, we. 
I don't know. We'll see. Chargers, Falcons. Can't believe Matt Ryan is that bad. Let's get rid of Matt Ryan. Hey, Falcon fans, you get rid of Matt Ryan, you guys are going to be good to go because you're going to get a quarterback that can throw some touchdowns. That's all I ask for quarterbacks to do. Throw a touchdown, throw a touchdown, throw a touchdown. Texans and Bears. This was the most surprising game to me. Uh, the Bears, they blew out the Texans. I would have never thought this would have happened. But they did. And... The Bears are, I guess, still fighting for a playoff spot, I guess. Um, they are 6-7. and seven. Have a chance if Arizona just screws it up, but I just don't see it. Don't see it. I don't think they're good enough. You know, maybe next year. Who knows? Titans-Jacks. This was a very boring game. New Titans. This was, we knew Titans would win this game. We knew the Titans would cover. No way. I know it's a divisional game. Titans so much better. They need to start winning some games. Jags lost 12 straight. Tough break on the Jags because you got the Ravens, Bears, and Colts. You better beat the Bears because you ain't beat neither the Ravens or the Colts. Sorry, Jags. You need a quarterback. You're going to grab them. You're going to grab Justin Fields, and things are going to really start cooking for you next year. You just get get them some help, get, get some more players too. Yeah, Jags would be good to go once everything starts to die down in about a few years. Denver and Carolina, what a game from Drew Locke. Throws a career high four touchdowns to get the win at 280 yards. Deontay Spencer getting the punt return. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I mean. Broncos, you're five and eight. Get the win, man. Show show people that, hey, you're somewhat good. Drew Locke, show people that you deserve to be this franchise quarterback. Because people are disrespectful to you. Now you do make mistakes. Yes, you do. But look what you got. You don't have anybody. And you got a good throw to Ken Hamler. He had two touchdowns. Uh, in the game, I, I said Ken, I mean KJ, but um, Jerry Judy, he's got to, I swear, you got to get these guys going. Next year, Jerry Judy, you got a big year. Come on. And these guys, you got Melvin Gordon, you got Philip Lindsay, you got to figure out what you're going to do. Philip Lindsay used to be the guy. I know he's been hurt, and Melvin Gordon's taking the, taking the charge. It's for Carolina's sake. Carolina used to be good. Teddy Bridgewater still did good, but they didn't protect him. Four sacks, not good. Don't have Christian McCaffrey. This is known. All you needed was Christian McCaffrey. You'll probably do better. If you're a Panthers fan, if you're in the Panthers organization, just know you need Christian McCaffrey. You're good to go. Cowboys got to win. Why in the world do they think they can win? Uh, win this division. I don't know. Zeke has some high horse there. And, and, I mean, they look good. Andy Dalton, he ain't throwing 300 yards. All they needed is that. Just lose. The Cowboys just lose. But you weren't going to lose to the Bengals. They don't have Joe Burrow. You got to face the 49ers. You'll probably win that game. Then you get the Eagles. And then say you win that game. Oh, it's going to come down to the Giants game. Oh, my gosh. What if it came down to that game right there? We got to hear about this all over television, all over ESPN, all over Fox Sports 1. Oh, my gosh. This is going to suck. We already did the Chiefs and the Dolphins. How about the Cardinals getting that win over the Giants? Colin Murray throws a touchdown. Woo! Colin Murray throwing touchdowns. But I need 300 passing yards. Now, you got the ball to D-hop. Thank God. This is a better game from the Cardinals. This is the Cardinals team I want to see. And how about that defense? How about Sam Riddick? How about that? Sam Riddick now has 10 sacks. Thanks to the five sacks that he had just last week. And then uh, the Colts and the Raiders game. Colts, they look good offensively. 
they could they could really go pretty they can do pretty good at offense, but defensively, they ain't good enough for me. But if teams make a mistake, give them a chance on offense. Just like what happened here. When when you're throwing a pick six, uh Derek Carr, things like that can happen. If John Taylor gonna run the ball, then this team is scary. If they're gonna be able to run the ball, the Colts could be that third team that I'm scared of if I'm in that AFC. And then do we need to talk about Seahawks and Jets? Uh, maybe not. But hey, Seahawks, forty to three. The the the, the MVP race, y'all killing me with that, man. Are you kidding me? Russell Wilson should have always stayed in this MVP discussion. Thirty six touchdowns, twelve ints. He's gonna probably get to four thousand passing yards after uh, next week. Don't know. I know you're playing a Washington football team, a very good defensive team, but if he torches that team, then what? Oh, he's back on the MVP race. He never left, you guys. He never freaking left. Let's have some respect here. Patrick Mahomes had 33 touchdowns, you guys. 33 passing touchdowns, five INTs. People with five INTs. Now, Patrick Mahomes probably win it. Well deserved, but that's not just discredit Russell Wilson. And then... And, and and then you, you you talk about Aaron Rodgers. We talk about Aaron Rodgers here in that discussion too. I think Russell Wilson's third, Aaron Rodgers second, Mahomes is first. But that could flip flop here. Could flip flop. It really could. But I would give it to Mahomes. I really would. That's so. That's fine with me. That's my quick recap. Week fourteen. That was fun. The picks are coming up next. The picks are in week 15 NFL football, baby. We got some action on Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. So be ready for it. Starting with Thursday night game, Chargers and Vegas. How about that? Vegas is three and a half point favorites. The over-under is 53 and a half. This is so tough to me um, because... I want my Chargers to lose. This is gonna be this is gonna be some good offense. I might I might I might roll with this over here. Just make some good offense going on. I ain't sold on the Raiders defense. If I was to pick a spread, it would be my Chargers. Three and a half though. It has to be three and a half. I mean I know. Three and a half. Saturday action. Bills, Broncos is the four thirty game. The Bills. Six point favorites. The over runners at fifty. Six point favorites, you guys. I think the Bills can carry this on, but this will be tough. This is one of the best teams and best red zone defensive teams in the league, uh, the Broncos are. Uh, you kind of want to respect it. Drew Locke just came off a high horse game, uh, one of his best games of the career. Maybe he'll feel good about it. He had not been playing the best, but this, this will be tough for the Broncos defense, but when it comes to the red zone, I'm be kind of shocked here. I might just roll this under at 50. Can't wait to watch this game. Carolina and Green Bay is the Saturday night game. Green Bay, eight and a half point favorites against Carolina. Carolina's not that good, but they will have Teddy Bridgewater. I'm taking Carolina uh, plus eight and a half. I think, I think we're getting a little too carried away here. They still control the ball. Teddy Bridge, as long as Teddy Bridgewater's here, I know he only has 14 pass touchdowns, but at least he got 3,000 yards. He's got to get to the end zone, though. He has to get there. Now, I don't trust Green Bay's defense. 
where it looked like they could have lost to the Lions. I'm taking Carolina plus eight and a half. Lions-Titans, speaking of, Titans, 10-point favorites. No Matthew Stafford, um, and the over is at 51. I'm taking Tennessee minus 10. I am coming into Sunday, putting the money on Tennessee. That's the automatic. Tennessee is going to have another game where they're going to cover a nice big spread because of the opposite opposing team just not being good. Tennessee minus 10, taking it all day. Texans, Colts, Colts, 7.5 point favorites, over under 51.5. It's tight. I know the Texans came off this game. The last time they played, it was a very good competitive game. Went up to 7.5. I think Deshaun Watson wants to win this game. He's playing. He's played pretty fair. And I think I'm going to take them plus 7.5. They didn't cover before. The, the spread was a little closer. The Texans being at home. Uh, the Colts being at home, yeah, but. I would also wrote this over 51 and a half, but I think I wrote Texans seven and a half. I didn't just sound Watson. There's no way he's going to do bad yet again. I don't think so. Uh, could be a high scoring game though. So 51 and a half. That's my final bet. Bucks and the Falcons five and a half is so tight here. I just don't like Matt Ryan right now. So I have to roll Tampa Bay. Atlanta's not that good. Tampa Bay wins this game. They're going to go nine and five. They're going to cover. I know I hate five and a half, but I like it. I'm going to take it. Could go under two, but I just don't like I don't like Atlanta's offense right now. And if they don't got Julio, they're really going to lose this game. Jacksonville and Baltimore, 13 and a half. Do you want to take Baltimore 13 and a half? Sure, why not? I would roll with it too. Or just take the money line if you feel like, hey, they're winning the game. They're not losing the game. What they cover though. That's a little tight, but Jacksonville just not that good. But Ravens defense, they got to do better here. They have to, especially against a bad team like this. Patriots-Dolphins. Dolphins, two and a half point favorites. This is so close. But yet again, Bill Belichick, rookie quarterback, you have to take New England. Like, this is the game where I would bet New England to win because they're going against the rookie quarterback. 41 and a half is the under. I would even take Patriots plus two and a half, or I would just tease it just to get another point and say three and a half, just in case it's one of those field goals type games. But if anything, if any underdog will win, this is the underdog I would pick. Bears, Vikings. Vikings, three point favorites. Why do I feel like this game can go over 50, 46 and a half? I have no clue. I don't know what Bears team to see. This is a huge game. One of the teams will go 7-7, seven and seven, one of the teams 6-8. and eight. This is a huge game, though, because you look at the Bears. These teams are fighting for the playoffs. Bears got Jags, then they got Packers. Bears, this is a bigger game for you because you win this game. You got Jacksonville. But Vikings, this is a huge game for you. You beat the Bears. You got to play. turn right around Christmas Day and play the Saints. You beat them. You got the Lions. You're going to need some help to get to the playoffs, even though I think they're going to be bad. But let's not discredit Kirk Cousins. He hasn't been that bad this year, I will say. That's why I'm rolling with the Vikings in this one. Seahawks and Washington football team. Sorry, Seahawks, you're going to win this game. It's at five. The overrun is 43 and a half. Could the game go under? Uh, possibly. But I like Seattle in this game. Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson. The game could possibly go under, though. But DK is a beast among boys. Don't know who's going to be starting a quarterback for Washington football team either. People will probably be all over Washington football team plus five because they have that type of defense where Russell Wilson hasn't been able really to fight off good defenses and they have that front. I might switch my pick. 
Washington plus five. Niners, Cowboys. Niners, two and a half point favorites in this one. Nick Mullins may be bad, but Andy Dalton is worse. I, I am going to take the 49ers, but you know what? I'm going to twist it here. <laughs> Could this game go under 46? It's very possible. But I, I think 49ers wins this game. This is a one, one of them favorites. You're like, okay, let's take the 49ers to win this game. Jets, Rams. Rams, 17 and a half point favorites. Why do I feel like the Jets can cover that? Need, need I remind you that I do like the Rams? But let's just say this could be one of those games where this spread is too big. I don't think the Rams can cover that spread. Now, the Patriots are bad. They did it against the Patriots. But when they win, they don't blow teams out. They did the football team. And they did the Eagles. They do well against that division uh, as far as the NFC lease. But what have they done against the other division? They lost to the Dolphins, then about the AFC. They did beat the Patriots. We're at home. What happened when they played the Bills? They lost a very close contest. And now they got the Jets. This is a huge spread here. Give me the Jets. That's going on my card, 17 and a half. Eagles cards. Cards, six-point favorites against the Eagles. It is just so hard here. They, fig- they figure that Jalen Hurts, what is he going to do against this team? Kyler Murray against this defense. It looks like they have lost Darius Slade to a concussion. This team has lost uh, Maddox. He's out. They've lost some weapons on defense. And people, you got to know that. Take the Cardinals because this is going to be a long day for the Eagles defense unless they get to get to him. But the Eagles, they're injured. They're injured riddled. And it's going to be bad if they can get to Kyler Murray the same way. The same way that they got Danny Dimes, who pretty much couldn't get out the pocket. So it'll be a little easier for him. Kansas City, four-point favorites against the Saints. Only four. Usually when you see the Chiefs be a favorite, they're favorited by a touchdown. 51 and a half is the over-under. Do we dare take the over in this game? Not sure. What Saints defense are we going to see? I think the Saints covers. They could possibly win this game. It's going to be this type of close game. Very close. This is a game you tease the Saints. Browns, Giants. That's the Sunday night game. That's going to be a good game. Browns are four-point favorites against the Giants in this cold-like weather. I'm sure it'll be. I don't have the temperature in New York right now. I usually look at the temperature day of. You know things change, the snow and the rain and all of that. 45 and a half is the under. I think you should take that under. This is going to be that type of game. I don't see the Giants giving up that many points, and I don't see them scoring that many points. Under me, please. Steelers, Bengals, the Monday night game. This is the snooze fest. I would rather watch the Jets and the Rams. Excuse me. Snooze fest. Everybody probably be all over the Bengals. I think Steelers gets this done here. Bengals, no talent to me. No Joe Burrow. That that kills everything. But I will say Brandon Allen has played a little better than I pretty much thought he would. Which is why people probably would pick the pick the Bengals. 
especially the Steelers have been struggling, but they struggled against two very good defenses, and they just can't catch the ball. I think they cover this spread easily. Those are the picks. Okay, so we're reaching the end of this episode here. I, I just want to say a lot of things real quick. Um, this book out. Good friend of mine, Sincere. Um, Diamond Out the Rough. It's a must-have book. It's exhilarating, exciting, entertaining, inspiring, and it's for all readers. Digital book available on Amazon.com. Please, please, please read this. This this book, this is a must-have. I don't like to read, and so far I'm enjoying it, and I'm telling you, get to it. Sincere, you're off to a great start here, and I can't wait to finish this book here. Um, I just I just wanted to mention that. I'll bring it up, bring it up some more. I don't want to get a synopsis of this book here. But uh, things going around. Uh, Lovey Smith is out as Illinois head coach. Big 10. He extended their streak uh, of losing seasons to nine this year. The only Power 5 team with a streak of losing seasons longer than them is Kansas with 12. So Lovey Smith, he's looking for a job right now. Somebody's going to hire him. Might come back to the NFL. Who knows? You know how these things go. Um, 18 point comebacks, the largest deficit, uh, overcome to win for USC on the field since October 1st of 05 versus Arizona state also trailed by 18. That 2005 win was also vacated. Of course, you guys know, Ron Slovis joined Sam Darnold as the only players in USC history to cons- with consecutive games of five pass touchdowns. Things are going around the, um, Going around the league here, going around college, um, but Cade uh, York's fifth made field goal this season for fifty plus yards, breaking the tie for the most in FBS this season. Fifty-seven yard field goal was the longest in LSU history. So for you guys looking for a kicker, Cade York, remember that name, you guys. He'll be able to kick when he gets to the league. He will get to the league. Uh, the win that LSU got was first row win versus an AP top ten team when unranked since '93 at. Alabama, they did beat Florida somehow, some way. I don't know what was going on there. Over the last three preseasons, there's been four instances of a player having 20 points and 10 assists in a game. John Morant has two of those games. Um, James Harden and Giannis have the other two. So John Morant, he's going to be in his bag this year. Can't wait to talk NBA next week for get us ready for the doubleheader on Tuesday and get us ready for the season. What do I expect? From every NBA team, next episode is going to be very, very long, you guys. Uh, Darius Tony has joined Percy Harvin as the only Florida players over the last 25 years with 150 receiving yards and 50 rushing yards in a single game. Uh, Harvin did so against Ole Miss in 2008. Kyle Trask, the first Florida player with 300 passing yards and two rush touchdowns in the game since Tim Tebow against Ole Miss. So Florida's doing a lot of things they haven't done since Ole Miss, and that was the same year and same game. Trask is the fifth player in SEC history with 40 pass touchdowns in the season and first for Florida. How about that? He did throw. He has thrown four interceptions this season. Three of those have been returned for touchdowns. His last three interceptions have been returned for touchdowns. Trask, K.J. Costello, Jared Garantano, are the only FBS quarterbacks to throw three picks sixes in the season. Um, also, we got college basketball. Justin Champagny has 
posted his second consecutive 20-point, 20-rebound performance, first ACC player over the last 25 seasons with that consecutive 2020 game, the only other ACC player with two total 2020 games was, you guessed it, Tim Duncan. Yes, yes, yes. Alabama's first in the league history to record five 50-point games in a season in conference play since the formation of the SEC in 1933. They went 52-3 to against Arkansas. They become the first major college football team to go 10-0 in conference play, and that is the fifth undefeated regular season uh, excluding the conference championship under Nick Saban, 08, 09, 16, 18, and also this year. Of course, Kentucky lost, and I know you guys are like, oh, what are you going to say about that because you're a college basketball junkie? Wildcats are 1-4 and four for the first time since 84-85. This was Notre Dame's first ever win against Kentucky on the road, entered the game 0-8 all-time. For that instance, first time in history that has happened. <laughs> Not history repeating itself uh, Brandon Rice, uh, this was definitely something I was talking about on Saturday. Uh, he is the son of Jerry Rice, the first Colorado player with receiving touchdown and permanent turn for a touchdown in the game over the last 25 seasons. He looks very fast, too, in elite uh, speed that he has. Najee Harris now has the third most career rushing yards in Bama history, uh, 3,424 and counting, passing Bobby Humphrey. He trails only Derrick Henry and Sean Alexander in program history. So he's going to be real close to that. His history-making mark there because he will be in the draft this year. Uh, so, yeah. And Devontae Smith leads the FBS 1,300 yards and 15 receiving touchdowns, second most in the nation. Already broke the SEC record for touchdown receptions, and he's third all-time uh, in career yards. Jordan Matthews and Amari Cooper are the ones ahead of him. Luca Garza, I talk about him every show. Third major conference player over the last 25 seasons to score 30 points and shoot 90% from the field in multiple games in the season. He chose J.J. Hickson and Big Boozer. About that. He's only played 17 minutes for Iowa State, and he did score 34 points. That's the most points scored by a D1 player who played less than 20 minutes in the game over the last 25 seasons. He is a beast among boys. And... We know about the massacre of Arizona State and Arizona. Arizona State scored 70 points. Last time Arizona gave up 70-plus points in the game was in 1949. 75-0 loss to Michigan State. With history pitting itself, things like this is happening. I also want to look at the playoff standings in the NFL real quick. Looking at the AFC side, Chiefs will have the, um, the bye, which is good for them. Pittsburgh will play uh, Miami. Or they could play Baltimore. I would hate to see them play Baltimore because I'm going to tell you this. I might pick Baltimore to win that. It's just something about Baltimore. And plus, I want to see Baltimore in Kansas City and see if Lamar Jackson can finally beat Patrick Mahomes. Possible. But that defense got to step up because it might not happen if that defense can't play. The Colts, they're 9-4. They would get the Buffalo Bills like I've mentioned. That's going to be best offense wins. I would probably side with the Colts because I still don't trust Bill. I don't even trust Phillip Rivers. I would probably just have to watch that game and wait on Vegas with a line. Tennessee and the Browns play. That's gonna That would be fun, a fun rematch there. This time they play in Tennessee, though. But I think Tennessee has something to prove. And Tannehill, he's showing me some things, and he's got to show me in the playoffs. And they can win this. So if Ravens do make it, do you know they didn't? 
but Miami would get Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh would beat Miami. I don't think they'd beat Baltimore. And um, Pittsburgh will get the matchup with Tennessee Titans, and then you will see the Colts and the Chiefs. And this is where, hmm, could the Colts beat the Chiefs? Hmm, be pretty interesting. Two offenses going at it. Taking the over. If that's ever a matchup in playoffs, take the over. I'm saying it now. And then you look at the NFC, Green Bay. I don't want them to have to buy. I think they'd be better off with no buy. They're 10-3. They do have that. Um, so, Arizona has the final spot still, 7-6. And, six. and uh, they will get the matchup with the Saints. Don't think they will win that one. And the Rams will get Tampa Bay. That's tough for the Rams. If I feel like Rams are going to make the Super Bowl, got to roll with the Rams, but that is a toughie. That, that'll probably be the game of the weekend. And the Washington football team will get Seattle, and we will see how they play. Seattle has already played everybody in that division, I believe, so they'll be pretty much getting suited for that uh, unless they win a division, which is still close. Seahawks do have a big game against the Rams on Sunday. That's going to indicate the division. Seahawks, you beat the Rams, you win the division because you ain't. You, you should win, okay? I don't, I don't think you're going to lose the 49ers. You win the division, you're good to go. So, uh, right now, I think Seattle can beat Washington football team. It will be tough, though. That's one. That's tough. Washington team will be very tough to beat on that home playoff game. Giants, not so much. Washington football team, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Because their pass defense is that spot on great. But... Just say, if Washington do win, I will have them winning. And they would possibly, I think Tampa Bay would beat the Rams somehow, some way, and the Saints will win. So, Tampa Bay will get the matchup against Green Bay. To get to, to get to play them again, I think Green Bay would lose. This is one of those, you don't bet against Tom Brady in the playoffs with a team like this. And you're playing against uh, a Rams team. I don't know if Jared Goff will get it all right. And then you got Green Bay. I just don't trust Green Bay. Where then you get Saints football team. Drew Brees is healthy. Then the Saints will be getting the Bucks again. Then the Saints will go again. Maybe. Unless Tampa Bay has figured them out. Because I think third time's the charm. That could be an episode title going forward. But that's it for today's show. Next week, big NBA talk show will be pretty much longer. I try to make cut it down where I ain't talking NFL like that because I want to break down the NBA teams going forward, you know, just coming up because that's that's a huge show. I'm big NBA, guys. It's going to be fun. You guys have a great week. Enjoy football Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I'll be here next Tuesday for the new episodes drop. And be ready for the NBA because I am. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to watch Power on Saturday night.